He keeps himself in trim by bending bars of iron. This bar is the genuine article which we tested before he began to play with it. Beyond the bend. Beyond the bend. All right. Hold the work calls. Head up to your attic. Wrap up a red nail in the thinnest pads going. Throw out the leathers. Throw out double overhand. We got Dan's ring back on the podcast. Welcome, Dan. Hi, thank you. I've been waiting for that all week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is your cool. second time back on the show. Obviously, you've been up to a whole lot. I want to get into all the stuff that you've been going on. Similar to sure. the run Dan or Don went on to after being on the show, you've been snapping the craziest stuff and cleaning up on David Horn's uh, grip feet page and... Uh, making some of your own feats. So um, just uh, what have you been up to, man? Yeah, um, I don't know how long it's been. It's probably five, six months, maybe. Uh, Not that long. It was only like the, uh, the end of August, I think. Really? Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> That's even worse than I think for what I was going to say. Um, yeah, so I think last time we came on, I couldn't bend a red. Um, even brace, I couldn't get that finished. Um, once I kind of conquered that, things just started falling. Um, did the red pretty quick. Um, pretty much just went down David's page, kind of feet by feet, looking at um, like Kirill or Ruben's time from like 12, 18 months ago, thinking that was pretty similar standard and just tried to knock them off one by one and um, got a good bit of momentum going, really. Um, did like, the fastest man killer. I did pretty quick red. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of momentum going, yeah, and quite a bit of success. Definitely. Um, and all the lying down snaps, that seems to be like a real strength of yours. Yeah, much I, faster. I, yeah. It, it kind of overtook my standing for a little while. Um, I don't know why I think I've got a slightly cleaner close or a crush with my legs when I'm, when I'm lying down. Um, because I can't do the cross feet when I'm stood. Um, just a different mechanic. And I think I'm, I'm quite good on the floor with, with that. And from jujitsu, obviously guard work and, and uh, kind of that posture in that position. Uh, it carried over quite well. Yeah, so, I was yeah. going to ask if you thought it had anything to do with your jiu-jitsu training. Possibly, yeah. I was always a big guard player. I loved um, playing open guard and, and all the guards, really. Um, yeah. I think it does help. Um, carry over would be great for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to develop it more. I haven't practiced it as much. I definitely can see what you're saying with the crush. The open while lying down, that's a tougher movement for me. That's why I feel like my speed gets yeah. lost. Yeah, I mean, I, I always try and, and kind of crunch into it. So I'll be always kind of left and right, left and right as, a, as I'm opening. Um, yeah. And you try to use a straight arm as much as I can and do it all with the upper body because it is yeah. difficult once you're lying down. It's, it's hard to generate force. It's funny. It's almost like a shrimping movement. when you're It is, yeah, it's like, yeah. It is. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, pretty cool. It's funny. I had, I had a faster man killer lying down for a bit versus my standing. Um, I think I did a 345 man killer lay, lay down. Insane. Uh, until my last man killer for obviously Noah's event, and then I beat mm -hmm. that. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I did that at David's as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it seems like with the snapping that, and tell me if this was your experience, but sometimes when like it generally seems like people snap a red, it takes them about ten minutes. If they then their very first red, and then if they evaluate, take some tips into consideration, it generally like cuts the time in half. And then yeah. starts getting quicker from there. Was that the yeah. case, like with your first man killer and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, the first time I did a red, I worked up from like a, a six inch nail, a little piece of six inch, um, quarter inch steel. Then I did a grade five, grade eight, and then it was the red the first time I did it in singles. Um, and that snap was probably seven, eight minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, yeah, I watched it back. And the second snap that I did of a red was in the first man killer I did, which was about just under five minutes. Oh, okay. Wow. Also with grade five and grade eight. So yeah, just um, just watching your technique and, and watching it back and, and making little tweaks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just the confidence. It's it's got that kind of. It's on that pedestal, and you kind of think, I want to get the red. I want to get the red. It's got all this kind of mystique about it. Um, yeah. Like the first time I did a grade five, David knows I, I hated the grade five for ages. Um, <laughs> I did the first one in his in his garden in his um, in his gym, and my hands were were knackered, and it was like seven eight minutes in, and it was just horrible. But, it was in my mind for for probably six months on the on the grade fives. 
Mm. And now, obviously, it's it's not a problem, but yeah, yeah. it's just getting over that mental barrier on, on certain bars. Um, you just put them up on this pedestal, and it's it's it can be a hindrance. Yeah, the snapping's interesting because it's like different from bending in a way because there's a lot more room for error. I feel like that's and considering it's like a a, a time thing, like. Yeah one little mistake and 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 your time is suffering you know like if yeah. you're if your wrap slips and we'll get into all this because people have questions about wraps and opening and this and that but that i find that interesting and just like another dimension in the challenge is like the fact that you can just fumble with it once and now your time yeah. is suffering yeah. you know it's like a little added pressure it's cool um so out of all the stuff that you've done i mean you've really done a lot in the in just a few months and what are you what's been the hardest one for you uh it was the one this week i think which was the four and three quarter inch red oh wow just because i never touched that that kind of length before so i did a six inch in the grapplers test for david i've done yeah. quite a few of them so it was they were okay um but just getting down to that length i, I didn't know the kind of things to avoid things to watch out for um, yeah sort of the little tricks um which i learned kind of through it and I, I changed my technique kind of an hour in i think um after my hands were knackered and, and yeah i wish i knew that at the start which obviously if i did it again which i don't think i will um <laughs> I'd, I'd know a lot more for the next time yeah so i wouldn't waste 40 minutes trying to bend it and and that kind of thing so yeah what, that's probably the what? hardest mentally tough that was was just difficult i nearly quit probably three or four times during it it was just yeah that's didn't awesome. see any progress the, the movements were tiny yeah no cracks for probably an hour and 20 minutes it was just torture Unreal. really so what's some of the stuff that you learned and took away from it um snapping super short stuff uh on the the way i wrap it so i, I bent it in single suede uh just completely flat i learned halfway through that if i folded it over i'd get a bit more um, protection from the wrap so it was kind of folded in half. So it's like two inches wide, not four. Uh, so that was great. It took a bit of pressure off the hand, um, which then when I watched Simon's attempt a few days after, which he did four and a half inch, he did that from the start, which obviously he's sort of probably learned from past attempts. Um, You're saying fo folding the wrap over lengthwise, yeah. right? Uh, so. Yeah, so there's your 10 by four wrap. Mm -hmm. um simon did it from the start pretty much in half and yep. then wrapped it up i went to like a, a third of the way across and okay. at the end of the bolt that's the end of the bar and the the total double over double layer bit yeah uh but obviously because the bar was already bent i couldn't really um wrap it very well so yeah. from the start next hour I would probably go for a double um because the bar's that short you don't really get any any extra from the the bit of excess off the end um, really yeah, I'd probably do that next time. And I'll just save my hands because my hands were that sore from trying to close it. I couldn't really do much with the opens then. So it just all kind of snowballed to a, to a long time, really. Oh, definitely. And so, did you do any on the knee like Simon does? Or is that just yeah, something Yeah, the you... whole thing, yeah. Um, it just felt too short to go to the leg. I put the oh, towel wow. there anyway. Uh, but just the, the thick pad there um, and then pulling it. It's like you're, like you're doing a knee kink normally. Yep. Uh, but yep. obviously the opposite way around, so the, the points on your knee. Wow. The other thing that I suffered was a little bit of uh, blistering there because it's it's just a place where I never I've never worked before, um, and yep. the wrap and the band just worked its its way through my skin. So I come off pretty pretty light really, um, but definitely next time I would do the wrap folded over just to give me a bit of protection on the bend. Hopefully speed it up. Yeah, just just try and save a bit of energy and and hand health really because it yeah. did take a bit of a toll, and I'm still not right now. Kind of five days later, so. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. It definitely, it, it definitely takes time. The, I think the worst I did myself in was setting out to snap that pole St. Croix polo horseshoe, which was yeah. an hour and 10 minutes straight of like really no movement or anything. And both my hands were shredded. Both my thighs were shredded. And I just walked upstairs and my wife was like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> and uh, eventually I got my revenge on it in another session. But that, yeah, it's it's tough. Definitely. Have you done the same one since? 
Nope, I haven't tried. Haven't tried another one. I, I don't have any. So uh, Tom Flesher gave me that one in a shipment of stuff like months ago. So I got to order some more of those. And just like you know, we talk uh, pretty often about the evolution of things. I mean, Dave Nisbet, Caveman Dave Man, uh, snapped one in like six minutes or five minutes or something, which is yeah. like so insane. Like that's certainly a I've never been done. Like I don't even. I, I think only a few had been snapped prior, and doing it that fast is really, really impressive. So yeah. things yeah. just like we were saying yesterday. Like I think so much of like you snapping a red in 32 seconds, Dave snapping a horseshoe in whatever time it was, 45 seconds. Like that just like jumps the bar up. Like and now, I think. Whereas it was impressive to just get that snap. Now it has to be fast, you know, like yeah. I, th I love that. I think that's cool and it's good for everybody. And I truthfully think more people are interested in snapping right now, just because things are getting snapped so fast. Yeah. It, it's right. I mean, I, I look at David's page, for example, and I see Ruben did it in two minutes, Kirill did it in three and David did it in two and a half or whatever it was. I'm like, well, they've done it. I've got to do it in that time. Cause before I might've been happy with a, a 10 minute snap or, Mm -hmm. whatever um so yeah just that, that time to aim for has just been invaluable for, for training for me and just kind of in my progression um once that time's in my head and that snaps in my head it's it's that's my training for the next couple of weeks until it's, it's sort of done so yeah it definitely helps so when you're working up to a snap uh, what's your training looking like are you just trying to snap that particular thing and just trying to trim your time down analyzing your technique or how, um, how'd you get so fast at snapping? I know people want to know. Uh, I went on quite a lucky run where I, I did them on the first attempt. So like my, I don't even know what I've got. Uh, well, even in the last steel shredder, you were trimming time off like crazy. You and uh, Abbas, yeah. is that how you say his name? Uh, yeah, Abbas, yeah. yeah. Um, so the grappler event in the open class. Mm -hmm. I think I did better in the open class because that grapplers class with that big bar was just, we said before the call, it was just so soft and bendy. Um, yeah. If you got a double bend or a, a, an off center bend, it was just, it killed your time. It could double your time pretty quick. Um, but for the, the other class, which is the, the grade five on your back and the rebar, it was just a case of watching videos and, and filming all my attempts, um, watching like Ruben when he did his, his pro class. Uh, I learned a lot from how he, he kind of uses upper body for, for, for snapping. Um, and yeah, I, I film pretty much every, everything that I snap, um, including six inch nails, um, the, the really thin, tiny nails. I film pretty much everything um, just to try and compare what I did differently to a previous time. Or if I have a bad bend or a bad snap, I watch it back at the start and I think, well, that thumb was out, that thumb was in, which it might seem tiny, but I get a load of success with both thumbs in when I do a brace a brace uh, bend and sometimes I catch myself on video doing one thumb out or two thumbs out um, and you can just see that it adds five ten seconds or it gives me an off center bend or or all sorts and it's just yeah it's it's little bits you can shave off it at that kind of level really um, when you're doing a red in sub a minute it's it's just shaving bits and bits off yeah uh, like me and Ruben spoke a few weeks back with the grade five we both did 12 open and closes to snap a grade five on, on mm -hmm. the back. Um, yep. So watching them both back and just trying to compare what he did versus what I did. Mm -hmm. Every time I open or close, it's two little shunts. And then Ruben's is one smooth, um, one smooth motion for both closing and, and opening. Mm. And that's yep. where he's saving his like 10 seconds because he's not doing a double close, a double open. Yeah. Uh, and just watching that, yeah. Um, we spoke before about like my feet never move. I'm pretty static when I'm snapping. Um, mm -hmm. Once I've done my knee kink, it's pretty much my feet are, are welded still. Uh, Definitely. Just to be as, as efficient as I can. Um, try and put it in the same place every time. Um, yeah. You're just, also moving very fast. I was watching it and also just like thinking, watching my own uh, Usain Bolt off uh, thing this morning. Was uh, even the speed that you're taking from the, the open on your thigh back to your uh, crush, you're like, yeah people might think they're moving fast, but you're actually yeah. like really hustling. You know, it's like, I think that would be a tip for people. Like if you are trying to speed snap, like 
you're probably not moving as fast as you think you are. So you got to really hustle between that because that's going to add yeah. up if that's a, you know, a quarter of a second over 12 opens or whatever, you know, like it's going it, to add it up. It could be the difference between that little bit actually hitting the ball. Um, I like to go as soon as I come from the knee kink to straight on between my legs because it might be a, a fraction warm and then I can use that to, to close better. Um, yeah. I I mean, like Ruben and, and Simon and Kirill will always start between the legs and David will. Mm-hmm. But I just find that I sometimes get an off-centre bend from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I, I've not figured it out yet. Um, so I, I sacrifice maybe a second of a knee kink just to get yeah. a consistent a consistent centre bend. Um, yeah. I don't know why it happens. I even, I even get it with reverse. Um, I get an off-centre kink, which um, I've not worked out yet. Hmm. Um, you, but yeah, just... You, just sorry, go. Do you mark the bar each time no. when you wrap I think that might help. Maybe I think Delmar in his tip video was saying that, yeah. like just marking it. I've got it little and... marks. I've got little marks on my table, so I, I put it. Oh, okay. Okay. And then all my all my wraps have got kind of bolt heads. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rips in or whatever, so I know pretty much where it is. Um, oh, okay. I go between like an inch and a quarter, roughly, in. So it's not particularly um, deep in the wraps. Um, it's, oh, it's really? Pretty yeah, it's pretty consistent. I thought you were out of two by now. Uh, really? Listen, I've, I've played with it so much this oh, last okay. few weeks. Yeah, oh, okay. I've gone in and out, in and out. I look at oh, like fine. Ruben and his are pretty, pretty close, and like Simon's is even closer, but he does the different style on the knee, so it doesn't twist. Um, oh, are you talking about space between the wraps? So no, I'm on about how much. Uh, how much bar you're putting in? Yeah, so I'll put it probably sort of there. I don't know if you can see. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Like Ruben, it's pretty deep. Simon's yeah, yeah. deep. David, yeah. I'm not, I think David's similar to me. Um, yeah. I played with that loads. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's best. I think it's personal preference, really. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so you're super analytical, obviously, watching back tape of all your bands. Has yeah. this been the way you've been with grappling and uh, other other? Sporting yeah, background. Yeah, I was before grappling. I was a powerlifter, and I pretty much filmed every training session that I did. Okay. Certainly all the big lifts. Anyway, I wouldn't train. I wouldn't film uh, accessories, but squats, bench, deadlift, except like big accessory lifts. I'd film pretty much yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. Side shots, um, back shots, front shots. Um, just trying to see what I wanted differently. Was the feet position the same? Uh, was the the width the same? Was my hand placement on the bar the same? Just all sorts. Um, how clean the walkout was from a squat rack. Um, was it as efficient as a club with like two or three steps at most? Um, same with jiu-jitsu, all the comps will be filmed. Um, I don't really film kind of rolling or, or training, but... Sure, yeah. Uh, like with drilling, I'm really particular with, with my drilling and stuff, so yeah. Mm. yeah. That's cool to hear. I mean, it's like, you know, maybe someone could say, uh, you know, Dan, snaps a red in 32 seconds or whatever, like you just must be strong as hell or like gifted or whatever. Like, there you go. You know, like you, you're putting in the work, like, and that's how you always yeah. find, you know, there, there are exceptions for it. Like, of course, but uh, like for Gordon Ryan or somebody in jujitsu, like the amount of work and attention to detail that's going in, like, that's what's get that's what's behind these things you know it's like and it's just cool like i didn't know you were up, you were doing that and that's real cool to hear yeah they, they say the term like invisible jiu-jitsu don't these are things that you don't see which is mm-hmm. obviously that makes the difference um the little grips you can't see or the little position you can't see um yeah it just it changes everything yeah um i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a particularly kind of strong person upper body wise legs and deadlift was my kind of forte at the time mm-hmm. uh, but bench was poor over pressing was poor so i wouldn't say i'm a particularly big presser um so i think yeah it's just all mechanics and, and leverages um, that i try and make the most of um to, to snap it as, as best as i can yeah that's awesome so i know you're i was listening back to the other episode but so you were into jujitsu and then what came before jujitsu was powerlifting and then what powerlifting, you, yeah did you grow up playing sports too? Yeah, from, from when I was a kid, I played football or okay. soccer from yep, yep. like five, six till I think I was 14, 15. Nice. Yeah. Uh, then I moved to tennis for three or four oh, years. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I played that pretty much back in the school holidays. I'd be there from six in the morning till 10 at night. Uh, cool. I'd play all day with friends. Mum and, my, mum and dad would bring food three, four times a day for me. Nice. Um, I just, I'd live there pretty much. Um, 
from that, I played uh, badminton for seven, eight years, maybe. Um, did a bit of coaching in badminton, played at like our county level. Um, so quite a bit of traveling with that. Wow. And through work, I couldn't train judo, I couldn't train badminton anymore. So I just started hitting the gym um, mm. in like hotels and and wherever I was working at the time. Yeah. Uh, and that pretty much got me into powerlifting. And then did that for three years or so, competed in that. Um, did okay, got to like national level. I won the, the sword. I don't know if you can see the sword behind. Uh, you might have seen it in the videos. Uh, like pound yeah. for pound. Uh, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, hell so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rebel Strength. Wow. You've probably seen in the videos. It's, it's solid steel. That's awesome. Uh, that was from uh, pound for pound, best male on the day. Uh, Crazy. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, when I got to national level, though, I just got absolutely annihilated because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guys were just a different league and they were a foot shorter, two foot wider than me. They were yeah. just built perfectly for it. And I'm like six foot, six foot one, really yeah. long languages. So, I wasn't perfect for it, but. Yeah. I did the best I could of what, what I had, and uh, and that was that. But then I, I went on to jiu-jitsu with a friend, uh, and that was it. Pretty much overnight, I stopped all my lifting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, started jiu-jitsu, so, yeah. It's, it's definitely a unique uh, experience, and I think if you – you sound like you have probably the perfect combination of, like, attributes and mental aspects to really get obsessed with jiu-jitsu, like, competitive analytical like yeah. that's i mean you know there's uh, uh it's it's actually very interesting how much i find to like steel snapping and bending to satisfy that same thing as jujitsu does for me you know and it must be must be similar for you right yeah i think if I didn't have the steel during lockdown, I would have probably lost my mind, really. <laughs> we couldn't do any training. And obviously, I did a little bit of steel last year. It was, it was very little. Um, I saw David a couple of times, but that was it. Uh, pretty much dropped it over Christmas and the new year, and then lockdown hit. I had a bunch of steel lying around, and uh, I think he put the steel shred on at the time. So that pretty much kicked me back into it. Um, yeah. But yeah, without that, it would have been disaster really yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it does it does kind of cure that itch it's when the bar's the opponent you don't know when it's going to snap yeah you just you don't know what you got to do to defeat to defeat it um yeah. it's just that puzzle you got to work out that puzzle um so yeah it's, it's it's very rewarding um it never it never ends um you can always cut it shorter put it wider make it harder um it's great yeah really addictive really you, addictive. Ju you just said something that I think about a ton and it's, and I feel like people could go either way on this, but the fact that jujitsu is infinite, the fact that I know I'll never know it all. Right. I know like yeah. it, it'll always be hard. I could always make it harder. Like that could be completely overwhelming to somebody and trust me, other things like I do get overwhelmed in that sense, but for some reason with the steel bending and the steel snapping and jujitsu alike, the fact that I can always make it harder, there is no, there is no finish line to it is like comforting in a sense. Like I, I, I like that it can go on forever. Like I can always keep challenging myself. You know, there's like some, some comfort in that. I guess, Cause I guess like, and I guess that would be in anything, but other stuff that like, for instance, like I talk about my musician stuff or whatever, like there's definitely been times when I've been very frustrated with like my guitar playing uh, level and just wished I could be like 10 times better at that, you know, whatever, like with these things, for whatever reason, I'm enjoy, enjoy the process a little bit more. And the fact that it's, I know I'm never going to be like perfect at it is actually comforting rather than frustrating. Right. Yeah. I, I like that kind of chase um, and that never ending chase. I, th I think the thing I found with, uh, with lifting was I got pretty bored with it. Uh, got to that level with powerlifting where I knew what the ball was going to feel like. I knew what the reps I was going to do were. I knew what my accessories were going to be for the day. I knew where I was going to be in 12 weeks' time with my program. Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't with steel. It's just that unknown. Um, like jiu-jitsu with, with the opponent, that you don't know what, what game they've got. Um, yep. You go to a competition and they could be a guard puller, they could be a wrestler, they could be they could be great off the back, they might have a great top game. You just don't know. Um, yeah. And I like that unknown 
uh, and that challenge of, of that unknown, uh, mm-hmm. which keeps it exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's like something like, for instance, like when Bud Jeffries was on or the episode that's going to be coming out next Sunday with James Fuller, the strongman archaeology, like those dudes do so much variety in their lifting and you can see when they're doing it, like that they're enjoying it, that they're keeping themselves, keeping it fresh for themselves. The guys that have been doing weight, heavy strength training for many, many, many decades. And they're still like mixing it up. There's, I think there's definitely some aspect to it. I'm sure there's people that lift the same few lifts their entire life and were plenty happy, but it seems like the type of guys or type of people that are involved with steel bending and snapping, we're kind of looking for just like a little twist on it and a little bit of a different challenge each time, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, the thing that kind of floats my boat now is, is stuff that's a bit unusual, um, like the, the teddy bear squatting or squatting to a low block, um, not with a huge amount of weight, but just to keep that, that flexibility. Um, yeah. Which, which would be good for, for jiu-jitsu with like guard playing and um, and the sport we do. So um, I think it'll carry yeah. over pretty well, but it's just, it's just the excitement factor for me. It's just keeping it interesting. Um, yeah. I've sort of been there, done that, and I just got pretty bored of it um but f- because it was competition i was squatting as as low as i could get away with it's not building up a great kind of movement pattern with my body and, yep. and getting locked up and bad knees from it and and all sorts so i want to go pretty much the opposite way with it and go a lot lighter more functional a bit more interesting a bit more varied um, and chase it that way yeah definitely have you tried uh what uh i guess it's called the steinborn lift where you're where you're self-loading the squat no, like no, that yeah unreal that that looks yep. so cool <laughs> yeah. that'll definitely cut your weight down a lot i'm sure <laughs> yeah, I've seen some... on instagram it, it's it's very impressive yeah have I, couldn't good... do in, I couldn't do it in the loft but uh yep yep so uh, once you get back into the gym yeah maybe yeah it's uh, it some good. good collars on that <laughs> so all right let's talk about actual technical aspects of snapping so that's what kind of people really wanted to know you've already touched on it a little bit you do have the tip video on the site dan was kind enough to film a uh beyond the bend bending tip video for snapping but if you just could break down a few things that you find super important for snapping especially think about if someone has pretty much never done any snapping what they should be looking to do Okay. Uh, I think it's the start's really important. So how you wrap it is super important. Um, if you've got wraps that are spinning or falling off, you're not going to kind of succeed with really. And you're probably going to do more damage to your hands, um, get blisters, kind of um, cut your hands open and kind of stop you from doing more of it, which is what you need when you first start. So I'd get some sort of flat surface with some clamps. Um, they've been the best investment that I've done this last few months, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be very consistent with it so pin them to the table really chalk your wraps well um, pull it tight when you're rolling it um, and if you get any slack before you start snapping I'd redo it because if yep. you're getting slip now and it's, it's coming off now it's only going to get worse when it starts to, to unwind so really really good wraps is key I'd say um, sometimes I can spend seven eight minutes rolling or uh, wrapping two reds which might take two minutes to snap yep um, and that's i find that generally harder to do than natural snapping sometimes because it's <laughs> i put that much into it and i really tighten that wraps um i mean you'll see from the wraps i do them that tight they kind of yep they lose the shape after a while um because i'm pulling that tight to get all that slack out um i think that's really important um when you're first starting if it is a newbie i'd just do little and often if it's three or four nails every other day for the first couple of weeks while you build a bit of tolerance i do that mm-hmm. um people tend to go too hard too soon and I, I did the same um i did a nail i wanted to do a grade five i want to do a grade eight a red and, you, and i chased it down too too quick um which i wish i'd doing it again i'd probably slow it down and and build it up uh build up slowly um I don't know what to say. Um, and as you said before, you said not much motion in your feet. Try to be stationary yeah, so, after a knee kink. 
you know, I don't find much um, benefit in moving my feet around a lot. So once I've done the knee kink, my feet will pretty much stay about a mm. foot apart. If it's a really tough bend, I might have to put my feet a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, but once I'm in the motion, it is just a case of feet are stationary, legs open for the crush. Um, mm. It goes straight to the leg, as we said before, as quickly as I can. Just try yeah. to keep that, that heat in the bar. The exact same place every time. So the towel's on the side of my leg, not the front, and it's quite high up. Yeah. Um, if it's pretty low, I find it's hard to generate much force because I like to use kind of upper body mm-hmm. uh, movement in it. So exact same place. You can even mark your towel with a big X or a bit of tape if you want to want to do that. Yeah. Uh, just to get the same place. I'm, I'm pretty consistent now. And um, obviously when you're first starting, it's going to be all over the place. So it sounds daft as well. Something I would say is get really secure trousers mm-hmm. and then pull them down. So kind of tie them up and then pull them down as much as they'll go before you put your towel on. Yeah. Um, just because people have the, the trousers ridden up, they put the pad on and then when they start, it just falls straight down. Yeah. Um, and that's when like the tape comes loose and it just falls off the leg and have a bit of there. So tie, tie your trousers. It does sound stupid. Tie your trousers, pull them down <laughs> so all the slack's gone so they can't come down further. Then put your pad on as high yep. as you can get. Pretty much like where your pocket is, but a little bit further around. And that's yep. what I find is ideal. Um, you'll, you'll get a style of if you like to pull the bar or push the bar. Like David's a big puller. Mm. Uh, Ruben and I, we, we push. You, I think you push as well. Yes. Um, and that hand's pretty much just an anchor mm-hmm. on, on the hip. Um, yeah. No, that's good. That's, that's well, definitely yeah. like the foundation. I was glad you said like repeating the spot where you're putting it on your leg because I know that's something that was killing me um, in the first steel shredder, but it was also, I think I was just really new and I would get tired of the one side and then switch sides. And then that would like put a different kind of like tension on the bar and it just would wind up being a nightmare. So definitely stick to the one side, stick to the one spot. That's all important stuff. This is is the thing with like filming you you bending though is you could have a great snap and then think, oh, that's great, I've, I've cracked it. And then you come back the next day or the next week and you do it completely differently. You don't know you've done it any differently. Yeah. Uh, you might be doing it a little bit on the front or a little bit further around or a bit lower. Um, yeah. So watching the videos back and going, why did that happen? It didn't look like that or it did look like that. So what else mm. was different? Were my wraps the same? Was it, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the videos, if you want to really get kind of fast times, it's, it's all about watching mm. your videos back and analyzing what you've done, comparing it to other people or asking other people for their advice. Yeah. I sent videos to David loads of times asking for advice. Uh, I've watched Ruben a load of times. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your advice and start filming my double overhand because I know I'm like changing things up uh, in that like where I'm not even fully conscious of it. So it's like I like as specific as you are with your snapping technique, I'm very far from that with my double overhand bending. And I think like some video and analyzing of that would be big because there's just like certain times where I'm just doing different wrist positionings, different tight wrists, whatever, like, and I know that's like messing with it. So I'm going to take your advice and start filming those and analyzing them. Yeah. I know I'm I'm not a big double overhand guy just yet. Um, I do it every six weeks or whatever. Um, But yeah, I'll be sometimes up here, sometimes really low. Yeah. My wrist will be different. My grip will be different. Um, so I'm really new with with that style. Um, yeah. So that would be key for me is is looking at what I'm doing differently. Yeah. My feet position. I know uh, Derek likes to do a, a kind of like a lunge, bagged stance. Yeah, like yeah. a lunge. Yeah, I've tried that and that felt good actually. Um, mm-hmm. It's just yeah, playing with what works and, and uh, like like you you're warming up um, with lifting. I do the same warm up every time. It'd be the bar. It'd be sixty hundred. Yep. I know it's yep. in kilos, but I do the same sure, warm-up. Sure. I do the same for this year. I do the same mobility for my shoulders. Mm. Um, do the same warm-up bars. Um, yeah. Try, yeah. And, try and get rid of all the variables that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'd recommend, yeah. I'll tell you what's a nice movement for a uh, for the shoulders, uh, just taking James Fuller, Strongman Archaeology's advice. Is, have you ever seen or played with a Kelly snatch before? No. That's like behind the back, uh, standing up and lunging um, your arms forward with a well I just did it with like a, a three-quarter inch steel bar because I, I I'd probably rip my shoulders out of the socket if I even did a barbell um, but that that I felt a lot of increase in mo- mobility 
uh, in my shoulders and that. So I'm going to start doing that a couple times a week. Yeah. That's something he, he recommended. It's a, it's a neat movement. Um, I'll would send you, you a video. You, would you do it before you bend in? Yeah. Yeah, I would. All right. Uh, just to loosen up the shoulders and things. Um, so you mentioned David Horn a couple times in the episode, obviously a staple of the community. Um, yeah. you're lucky enough to live pretty close to, um, yeah, like 20 drive away. Yeah. Very that's close. Uh, unreal. So just talk to me a little bit about training with him, what that's been like, what you've learned from him and just, that's just such a cool thing. Yes. Uh, it's obviously like we went to see him last year when I didn't know him. Um, so we, we paid for like a, a half a day with him. Uh, just talking about kind of training for jujitsu because obviously his family are, are big into jujitsu too. So he gets kind of what we need and, and the, the kind of specific strength that we need. Mm-hmm. So we did a, a kind of a varied grip class with him. So we did various grip exercises, different steel. Um, he taught us how to do the snapping. Uh, and yeah, the, the kind of relationship evolved a little bit. Um, obviously in the last 12 months uh, and when we go now we just we kind of bend and snap together um, might be horseshoes or like the camera three bars together snap a bit mm, together yeah, I think I put yeah. it live on, on YouTube at the time yeah uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool now to kind of go and be sort of similar with the short snaps with him um, that's awesome it's, it's pretty cool yeah and then we do a bit of grip work and he's just absolutely wipes the floor with me <laughs> um, like the wrist work and, and other stuff yeah he's, he's crazily strong or like the stub pinch which i'm trying to do at the minute he's he's got very very strong hands obviously he's got the titles for it um but yeah it's just it's just cool um i love to pick his brains it's just great to go there all the history on the wall i uh, got all the pictures all the big bands that he's done in the past it's it's just a cool place to be you can kind of feel it in the air when you go in there it's it's great it's awesome i mean i haven't met him personally but just the bit of interaction with i've that i've had with him um on facebook and stuff like that for all that he's done and all that he's done for the community he seems like a completely down-to-earth guy that's just like willing to help you know it's very very yeah. very cool he is yeah his whole family's the same they're all super strong great athletes got great genes um but yeah even if someone might beat his time a little bit he's super supportive and he kind of gets it's the evolution of the sport which he's kind of so important in the kind of growth of uh, and mm-hmm. the development of that yeah he, he kind of loves to see it so that's cool. Mm, it's super sporty guy. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get to some questions. So let's see. Graham Cunningham, I think that's a friend of yours, says, any, yeah, supplement, Graham, yeah. any supplementary exercises that may cross over to be a faster snapper? I was thinking about it when I saw the message last night. I'd say more, more preventative exercises, so things to keep you healthy. Um, I use these pretty regularly. And I, do, I do it a lot before the snapping, so just rubber rings just to keep me, me kind of hands uh, yep. uh, pain-free. Again, with extensors, I do a lot of extensor work after and before um, yeah. just to kind of get a bit of blood flow in there, just try and recover um, some of the feeling. But they're the main things I do. Um, I found that you kind of get good at snapping by snapping more, um, yeah. <laughs> snapping often. Yep. And I, I don't I don't get to the point where I can't snap. I mean, that's cut on hands the worst i've been for months and months and months um i'll get to the point where i'm kind of satisfied without kind of sore and then i'll stop and i, yeah. I can train again in, in two days time and give it 100 percent again uh, i wouldn't keep going and going and going and like you obviously you're done with the, the horseshoe and stuff um, yeah yeah it kill you for another couple of weeks it's uh it's a bit of a hindrance so yeah i, I just train frequently train as much as you can get away with um plenty of rehab exercises to keep you kind of hands healthy yeah uh, so that's probably the best so you're doing you're doing almost every two days if you're feeling feeling pretty good yeah i tend to yeah um so obviously i do the saturday usain bolt with david's comp now um mm-hmm. that'll be pretty much like the, the, the warm-up part of the the, the the day and then i'll move on to something else um which i've got my eye on either haridos uh yeah. snap with steel included in somehow mm-hmm. on how i feel really nice and squeezes asked about getting his fingers around the pad for a good open so you do like a mini open right or you're moving away yeah, from the mini uh, open now yeah you know, i played with both so that's quite a common position after a close to be in mm-hmm. i'll use the i don't know if you can see sorry i, I use the end of the wrap that little bit of slack to give yeah. me a little bit of space then to move my hand in yeah. um 
I know Ruben and I both played with with not opening quite sorry not closing quite as much yeah to give you a bigger a bigger um, entry with your hand yeah um, I still find that my times are faster with a tighter close mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll probably stick with it so I use the little bit of slack sorry and do like a little <laughs> mini open that's pretty common uh, a little mini open yeah so a little mini open with the with the loose bit of wrap mm-hmm. and then I adjust in again to Choke get up. probably a little bit the thumb pad into yeah. the actual steel and then I'll use that to, to push gotcha um, David's pretty similar um, if you watch David's technique he kind of like uses the side of his hand as he, as he comes down to peel it open oh okay and I, I do pretty similar so yeah that makes the sense close. he uses like the back of the hand to open the wrap mm-hmm. and then you feed the hand in yeah and I do I do quite similar um, so just sense. to get that that access out of the way, yeah, because it can be quite yeah tight to get in. Um, but yeah, I've have a play with closing to probably like a two inch um, a two inch uh, spacing. That should yep. be enough to get your hand right in. Yep. Uh, and also on the on the anchoring hand is I'll hold that quite high, so pretty much not even on the bolt or the steel. Yeah. So I'm off I'm off the the steel, and that'll give me a bit more room if I'm quite deep on that hand. I'm struggling for space, so mm, okay. hold it quite high. Use the, use the the excess wrap, yeah, uh, for leverage. Uh, and yeah, have a play again. It's personal preference, I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, a little mini push and then a, a bigger push. That's most of my videos are a, a two a two stage close or a two stage open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what seems best for me. Um, obviously, Ruben's faster and he does one one move. So mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's different, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. And you just got your Haritos, I think, last night. You, what'd you, what were you up yep. to last night? What did you get done? Uh, I did it today. So I did the 4.8. Uh, I cut that to five inches. Nice. I didn't know what to expect, really. Uh, yeah. I did that in single suede. Snapped that in 45 seconds. Awesome. Uh, just, again, just a funny length. Really. I don't really do much anything kind of below six inches normally. So yep. Yep. just that length of bar was a little bit tricky to start. Um, but it went pretty quick. And then the 8.8 was disgusting. <laughs> so that, I did that in double leathers, sorry, double suede. Um, okay. Left it at seven inches and it was just a killer, really. Um, and you were able to complete that in under five, right? Yeah, I did it in about All 420 right. something. Um, wow. But it was just super durable. Didn't crack for about three and a half minutes. I didn't yeah. know how to pace it, so... Like with a with a red or a, a grade eight or whatever, I know pretty much the ballpark of where it's going to be. But I've yeah. never done that length bolt. Sorry, that yeah. length um, grade eight eight. Yeah, it was just it was like a grade five off David, but just yeah on steroids. It was just yeah tough. Um, awesome. wasn't too hard to move, but it was just really really durable. Yeah. Um, and I set a timer for five minutes at the side of me, and I looked yeah. at about three minutes in. I thought this isn't going to go. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just felt sick. It was yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think David's done one in the past because it's on his board and his garage. I think he did it in like fourteen something last year. Okay. Um, so yeah, Jan you know, Jan's got a really kind of harsh rule set. I think with five yeah. minutes for a nap. Yeah. Sorry, uh, a five minute snap on any of his bolts is going to be pretty tough. I think certainly yeah. the stainless. Um, but yeah, yeah these. The 8.8s, the 10.9 and the 12.9, they're going to be tough in five minutes to snap. Definitely. I wonder if uh, Ruben's gotten any yet or if he plans to. I, I hope not, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's just an absolute animal. Uh, yeah. he, he'd probably do it, yeah. Um, he, he obviously did the 8.8 because I've I managed to get it in the time. Um, yeah. I said before, I've had a play with the 12.9 and it felt like just a good and I couldn't move it. Um, yeah. I think if I can get it going, I don't think it'll last very long. I think it'll be oh. brittle. Like the, I think I sent you a 12.9, but in a quarter inch yes. diameter. Yep, I haven't played with it yet. I think it'll be the same. So that's, it's a tough bend, but it snaps super fast. Oh, okay. Um, so I think hopefully that the big 12.9 is going to be pretty similar. Nice. So hopefully once I can get it bent, it'll, it'll go. But... That'd be amazing. That would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only one guy. I think there's only one guy that's even <laughs> bent that thing yet. Yeah. Unbraced, I mean. I think Derek okay. might be close, but yeah, it's uh, that's a wild one, definitely. It's insane, yeah. I've not tried the ten nine. I mean, I did, I did the twelve nine after the other Haridos, so yeah, 
I wasn't fresh, but I don't think I don't know if I did it on a on a fresh day really. It was that stiff. I didn't even yeah. get it done on any kink. It was just it just didn't even budge. So wow. wow. Yeah. For another day, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're a tough challenge. I'll probably do some of the, the easier ones, hopefully, in a different style. Uh after I've done the snapping uh, mm-hmm. first. But yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be tough. It's, it's a tough cool. uh, you'll try thing. the uh a2 and the a4 in a couple of days or something yeah yeah i think again david did them in like 13 14 minutes i think um, yeah but i know that that metal's a different animal to, to yeah, that oh, so, yeah. uh yeah. be interesting yeah it'd be, it'd be tough <laughs> yeah so what else do we have as far as goals coming up i mean like you've uh what's the one that's all that the roster is just you ruben and krill that's a amazing one that i want to talk about <laughs> before we wrap <laughs> That's the giant killer. Um, yes. So you can do giant, the giant bolt on its own, which that's mm-hmm. also an 8.8. Okay. I think it's got a, a coating or a zinc coating on it. Yeah. Um, so that's rated at like 306 kilo at six inches. Obviously uh-huh. you're doing it at seven, yep. but it's all in single single suede. Uh, so it, it was a tough bend. Yeah, the first one I did, it took me, I think 25 minutes to snap it. Because wow. I just couldn't bend it. Yeah. Uh, I know David, he, he also struggled with it. He's got a little kink in his. Um, it's, yeah, it was just a, a tough challenge. But I think it was one of them things just like the red was. It's it's just a, a, a mental block. And then yeah. once you've cracked it, I did the next one in like seven minutes, I think. Oh, wow. Because um, the man killer snap is the giant bolt, a grade five and a nail tape together. Uh-huh. And then a red nail at the yes. end. Yes. So yeah, it, it wasn't bad after. I think it did, I don't know what the time was. Um, about 18 minutes, I think, uh, for all three. Um, That's a crazy sequence. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like to finish with a red at the end and it felt super easy is not. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah, puts that's... us into perspective, really. Um, yeah. But I think Ruben did it in like 40 odd minutes, but it was a long time ago. So if he did it again, I, I know he'd just absolutely he'd murder it, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But I've got some goals to try. I haven't done a goal yet. Nice. Uh, you know, snap. I mean, Kirill did a, a less than four minute uh, gold snap the other day, which is just that's huge. Unreal. Yeah. Did you see his technique about? We did it on his thigh. I did. Yep. Yeah. Like a horse I saw it. I was like, that's really, like, really interesting because he, did, he didn't close it very much, so he could do the the body, the body opening. Yep. Um, so I might, I might give that a try. Um, so a couple of goals to do. I've got a, a red. <laughs> That one I've not come back to. That was a oh, a red and a six mil piece. Yeah. So I was forty minutes into that one, and I've got nowhere with it really. Wow. Um, it's a eighty-two k six mil, and then two twenty-six k red. So wow. obviously both difficult. Um, but I looked at the the list on David's website. I was like, why have they done it in like eight? And then yeah. like after forty minutes, I've got even nowhere. Yeah, but it was like different rated steel, so oh, I think okay. they just, they've 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 acted so different together. Yeah. Um. So that's sort of got away. Um. It's just going to be a case of finishing it. It's it's already open and the closing. It's just super slow. Yeah. It's like that short red. It was just a, a millimeter by millimeter game, really, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How about you? Have you got any any targets coming up? Well, as when we get off here sometime this afternoon, I'm going to do the man killer. Okay. Uh, I plan to get on the Napoleon Killer with, with yourself. Um, Thanks then, for naming it, by the way. <laughs> then I have a couple ideas. Unless the man killer just is like so hard and trashes me, which I, I doubt is going to be the case. I, as we've been talking about off air, I have some plans for other style man killers. I really like the sequencing of threes. Like that's just interesting to me, and I, I think it's tough and. I mean, even I remember interviewing um, somebody like even just a couple months ago and the man killer was like, just like going back to the evolution of things like was such a uh, dramatic feat, you know, and it's like now I think it's like, you know, if it's sub five minutes, then then we're talking. Otherwise, it's just like, um, so I just think that's so cool. Yeah. When I first started, I used to look at the man killer because it's on David's uh, shop. And you should see there the three bolts, the grade yeah. five, grade eight, and the red. Yeah. I just couldn't believe that they used to do it in like 25 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd see like Ruben, Don, David, Kirill. Yeah. Some of like Simon, some of the big guys had done it. 
I just couldn't imagine like what they used to do because a, a grade five would either break me or it'd take yeah. 10 minutes to snap. And then obviously I did the man killer in two minutes, 10, um, yeah. for Noah's event. So it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you just see things done and, and yeah, you just, that belief to do it. Yeah. It's, it's mad. And then obviously we cut it shorter and do the Napoleon killer. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's tough. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So before we get out of here, um, you've been pretty open about your PED use. I just want <laughs> you to talk about this. Yeah. Kind of controversial in the community. So there it is. There it is. Uh, performance enhancing drinks. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe that he didn't have what we call cordial in America. <laughs> um, nope. like a fruit syrup seltzer over here, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's basically like a, just a mixer. So it's pretty much calorie free, just tastes nice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, nothing special. Um, and it's that uh, yeah. Southern English, uh, Southern British water, right? Same supply as David. That's what's got you uh, snapping so fast. Right? Yeah, the Staffordshire <laughs> leather off the cows. What you mean? <laughs> Ruben's had all the leather on. Um, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's my secret. <laughs> cordial. All right, there you go, people. Hit Dan up if you wanna some Staffordshire water and cordial mix. <laughs> You can sell it by a small, small mason jar. All right. You know where to find them at Dan at D Dring on Instagram, Dan Dring on Facebook. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, just again, shout out to, to Bedlam BJJ. Uh, that's where I train. They've done a oh, lot, yeah. load of stuff for, the, for the, uh, the members during lockdown. They built a strength and conditioning area. So that's, that's great. That's cool. If you're in that area, Staffordshire or whatever, then give us a, give us a shout. Yeah, and hard life fightwear. You've got the right. discount code. Uh, That's right. So yeah, beyond the bend will be on the bend promo code will save you fifteen percent at hardlifefightwear.uk. That's it. All right, Dan. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming yeah. back on, and uh, good luck snapping the rest of the Haritos. And look forward <laughs> to see you on, seeing you on that <laughs> roster. Cool. All right, man. Talk to you Let's later. Bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.